Hello and welcome to our fifth episode of MiraCast, Wild Dreamer Productions' very own podcast, telling you everything you need to hear about theatre, drama here in Australia, in New Zealand, and what it takes to bring to life an international stage show like Mira. Now, I'm George, and I'm joined today by Helen. Hello. Hi, George. Hi, everybody. How are you going today? I'm really wonderful, thank you. I'm feeling great today. That's awesome. We're actually here at your beautiful home on the Gold Coast. We we tried doing some recording yesterday, had technical difficulties, but now we're here at your house, and I must say, it is one of the most relaxing places I think I've ever been. Wow, that's a big call. Thank you. It is. It is so beautiful and just serene. There's, There's plants everywhere. There's beautiful smells around and beautiful furniture so thank you thank yeah you that's kind of something that's very i'm very passionate about is uh helping people to relax i bet now mm. tell us a bit more about yourself for someone who doesn't know who you are okay. or what you've been up to okay who are you right okay so wow where to start here it's a it's quite a long timeline but um basically i i worked with mira last year um in the production for most of the the time. Um, I was a bit busy at the start of uh, production, so I wasn't able to be involved in the early stages, but was brought in midway and did a lot of the event photography for Mira then, and also the the shots at the um, opening night, which was unbelievable. So uh, I got to, to meet so many amazing people, and of course, art is incredible you know so inspiring and and such an amazing uh, person in every way so it's just been a really wonderful experience so when Artie approached me um, I think it was before Christmas uh, 2018 uh, that you know we may be going or she may be going international with the show and would I be interested in doing some work with her I uh, thought straight away yes I'd love to of course and then um, we talked about it a bit more. And so here I am on board uh, doing all the promotional shots and the event shots um, in Australia and New Zealand. So <laughs> so you're the master behind all these amazing, <laughs> stunning photographs that we've been seeing online. I'm glad you think so. I, I, I know of... I'm not the only one either. It is, it is one of the most commented on things that we get is oh, wow. how amazing the That's photos great. look. And, and from everyone involved with Mira, from those in the community, they're just looking stunning thank you so much that means a lot to me because um as i was originally an artist so all my life been um involved in art and and painting so to move into photography which was um not a choice it happened to me it was an accident that i followed and um so to get to the point where now i can actually use my creativity in as an art as an artist more so i'm really um, really really loving it it's it's really fantastic so you talk about you um, almost falling into photography as an accident mm. yes how did that pan out tell us a bit about how that looked <laughs> okay so um oh wow i um as i said i'd always uh, been involved in art i studied fine art throughout my life um and been involved in the art community and also theatre in, in a sort of a strange way, but mostly in painting and things like that. And um, as uh, an artist, as most people know, you uh, it's very hard to do it full time, so you need jobs and you need to get on with your life and husbands, children, old parents, blah, blah, blah. So consequently, the art was something that kind of came and went. 
And then my mother died in um, 2001 and I had a massive uh, epiphany about where I needed to go with my life. So I uh, quit all the jobs that I was kind of doing part-time here and there to pay bills and whatever and threw myself into my painting. And it was uh, a good, good thing to do because it encouraged me to uh, get myself out there more in a way because I was originally quite a shy person um, and very insecure about what I did, of course, as most artists are. And um, so then I started to get a lot of commission work doing paintings for luxury homes and I found a little niche there where people would come to me and, uh, you know, I'd discuss with them what they wanted, the colour scheme, blah, blah, blah. You know, it sounds a bit commercial, but I needed to pay the bills. So uh, it was a really good little business that started off. Uh, consequently, my husband bought me a camera to get some uh, key shots uh, for different artworks so that I could go out, you know, into the world and, and take photos of things that I wanted to replicate somehow in the paintings or use as a, a reference. And the photos that I took uh, created an interest from friends and etc. So I decided I'd, I'd take some photos of a uh, triathlete friend of mine and I they weren't sporting photos. They were art photos, so it was kind of him posed abstractly with his bike, blah, 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 against actually my garden wall. And I black and whited them, gave them a really um, high-end look, and he showed them around. He was over the moon, of course. It really sort of enhanced him a bit, but it didn't really <laughs> look quite like in the photos. But um, everybody loved the photos, and I got approached to do an exhibition of photos wow. for um, our local athletes that had achieved amazing things. So we had, uh, I didn't have to do that, somebody else got all the people together. I just had to, to go and take the photos and edit them. Then we, we mounted them in kind of metallic paper and, and auctioned them for charity. So uh, we had 14 subjects and I did two photos from the collection of each subject. So what's that, 28 images. Um, at, were auctioned off. Um, we made about $5,000 in the wow. auction. Um, I covered my costs, the rest went to the charity. And so that was the start of my photography. So you had a really art-infused journey through mm. to, like, really founded in a lot of creative kind of fun. Yeah, never. Photography was the furthest thing from my mind, yeah. seriously. I was, um, I probably I was about 50, I was 50 years old when I picked up the camera. I was it's never too late to discover never a passion. Never too late to discover, or for the passion to discover you. Absolutely. I um, since then I watched well, I watched once an interview with Steven Spielberg talking about his you know journey, which obviously I'm not comparing in any <laughs> way. But he did say that he believed that our purpose in life chooses us, that we don't choose it, because he said he never intended to be a movie producer or, or whatever like that. That wasn't part of his original game plan. So I thought, yeah, I, I get that. You know, we, we're sort of maybe looking in all the wrong places sometimes mm. for what our purpose is. And now it seems to have spaced you on to amazing things, amazing projects, amazing places. Yeah. I know we got to speak to Mariana Infante, one of the cast in the uh, 
production for oh, this yes, year. Last, amazing. Um, we got to speak to her very recently. Yes. And on her Instagram, it's just full of like updates about what she's up to, about theatre in New Zealand. Um, but looking through some of your Instagram profiles, you see shots of you up at Everest Base Camp <laughs> and things like that. Tell us about some of these like amazing places that uh, the photography is taking you or, or your passion has okay. led you to. Well, that's funny because the photography didn't take me there in a sense. Um, I went there actually on more um, spiritual quest, which is quite um, interesting. That's my other big passion is um, following uh, yoga, but in particular like a Buddhist path. And so um, we've been several times to India, Nepal, Tibet, and um, gone into the culture deeper. Of course, while I'm there, I take a lot of photographs. And um, when I have some spare time, I do intend to kind of um, market some of those a little bit, you know, put them out there for sale and type of things, some of the images. And what is it that makes like that type of more landscape photography or, or that type of photography that you've done different to theatre photography or what makes theatre photography like different from like all other else's are there okay. different things you have to like consider or yeah very much yes um I really um landscape's not my high priority as a photographer I do love it mm. but I love people people are my big thing yeah um even with um the photos that I took last year in Nepal and Tibet um a lot of the images uh, are people and if it is some kind of architectural or landscape there's usually a human element that I've got in the photo because I just, you know, humans have been everywhere, almost, probably. Yeah. So, um, and I think it also gives um, the perspective of our place in the world, you know. So that's something that I really love to do. The difference for me between doing that uh, and the theatre photography is the theatre photography has got obviously very different... Um, lighting expressions, a different dynamic. The other ones that I take, most of them aren't posed, so they're random shots that I've taken just capturing humanity in whatever way it is. Um, so, but the theatre ones, obviously, we're looking, uh, or I'm looking and we are looking, art has been a wonderful um, help to me with that, for what to look for in the character, um, how she wants it, the character to be portrayed. Uh, fortunately, because I have such an interest in, uh, you know, North India, the Himalayan regions, then, uh, and I've had that all my life, I'm able to draw a little bit on <clears throat> on those kind of experiences so that at least I've got a feel for what, what Krishna's like, what, what the, you know, the countryside's like. Yeah, and and I remember that being one of the, the biggest things, especially when I was starting out in Mirror Way last year, was I was often just selecting some pictures to do for marketing to post online. But then Arthi would come in and be like, no, 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 not this one. The the hand has to be more this way and yeah. the expression has to be more like this. And these were details that I wasn't even noticing or picking up on, yeah. but to her it has to yes. has to be portrayed that way. Yes. And and yes. she just has that eye of where she will strike through seven or eight images to find the perfect Absolutely. one that represents the, the vision and, and the voice yeah. of the, the Well, show. that's what we're doing. We're working, I'm working in um, cooperation with Artie so that I will, like, Artie will give me a brief on the images. Uh, obviously not all. Um, you know, we've got a standard flow of images which can be used, you know, throughout different advertising and promotional things but um, a lot of the more portrait type images or the more um, 
uh, edited images, there's been a plan to those which uh, is it's got Artie's influence. So it's Artie's site, my site, um, and then I and then my ability to create Artie's site. <clears throat> so that's that's um, you know that's been really a great experience for me because it's and it gets back again to my uh, early days with my painting doing commission work that you know being able to get somebody else's idea and materialize it absolutely and um almost imagine and create something mm. from scratch that's in someone else's head yeah so that's you know i mean i've got my version of it but it may not be the version that that someone else has so when you're um, working in cooperation with others you, you know you've got to work into that as well so i'm finding that is really kind of opening up my uh, creativity mm. opening up my uh, obviously my technical experience and uh, looking at a bigger picture which I love to do. Absolutely. <laughs> I know that my jaw absolutely dropped to the floor when I saw some of those first images like the one of, of Krishna picking Miru up out of the water yeah. and some of those really beautiful composite images. Yes. Um, how how are you creating those? Is it actually like shot in a pond? No. Or, or how, how is, I saw one maybe in like a, 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 a cloudy castle. I don't think we got that set um, rocking, but how are they coming together? Okay. So, um, it's quite funny. The, um, the images are all shot against backdrops. So it's a standard backdrop. So mm. we're using um, black backdrops because um, it's easier for images that aren't going to be taken to that level of editing to be used for other promotional things so that um, you know text um, information can be laid over the top mm. without any disturbances so that's been really good for that um, and then when I do take them to the next level it's uh, so the photo with the water which did get a lot of feedback which was really and that was really quite um, tricky for me was to get um, a photo of a, a pond or some kind of water that had some kind of movement in it but not too much um, because Artie wanted Mira uh, to be had been drowning and Krishna lifts her out so I had to think how is it going to how much what setting am I going to put this in and I would considered you know like uh, you know somewhere with a creek and trees and whatever and I thought mm, that's a bit, a bit busy and a bit sort of taking away from the element of the characters as well as the fact that I didn't know the landscape 100% because I know that a lot of Rajasthan is desert and it's it's not really kind of a lush rainforesty kind of place. <laughs> so I decided to settle on a background image that was just water. And uh, then I placed Krishna. So I took the characters out of the black and white backdrop, isolated, masked them, isolated them, and put Krishna in... Um, the, in the water, so that worked really well. Uh, uh, the arty, or sorry, mirror, in the <laughs> drowning mirror was a little bit trickier um, just in terms of trying to make it look a little bit more realistic than, um, you know, that she'd just been stuck in and comes kind of overlay mm. on it. So it, it was a little fiddling around here and there. Um, yeah, a lot of masks and a lot of layers. Later, we got... Um, we got the drowning 
Mira and Krishna saving her. And it looked beautiful <laughs> and stunning. It Thank looked, you. looked really cool. Thank you so much. But we've seen photos from, obviously, from here on Gold Coast and seen mm. them from Auckland. So are you flying between, are you living between the two nags? I know we definitely have teams <laughs> split, but it seems yeah, like I'm amazing photos are coming from both ends. So. Yeah, I'm um, going both ways. So uh, Artie and I take off uh, on Thursday morning again to go to New Zealand. So uh, it's... An amazing experience for me to be able to to travel with what I love to do and also to meet other wonderful creative people uh, in the different part of the world what they're doing and to photograph them so we've got a busy schedule coming up there um, very exciting busy schedule so looking forward to that um, so yeah the images the interesting thing with uh, the images that are going to happen over there is that we have a big shoot or a couple of big shoots actually over the weekend and some of the images will be superimposed with images that were taken here wow. as well so that um, there'll be people that are currently missing in both places will be brought together by technology wow because i know that we definitely have lead characters in auckland lead mm. characters in yes. gold coast but yeah. we're going to use the power of technology yeah. to yes. make it look like they are right in each other's like they're side by side yeah hopefully Wow. <laughs> that's the intention. I haven't got there yet, but yeah. that's the so, intention. So what's happening this weekend? Is there a particular event? Is it just a, a standard photo shoot or, or what's no, happening this weekend? No, there's a couple of um, major things. One of the photo shoots is um, definitely all of the cast members. Um, so that will be uh, a quite a big production. Um, so that will be in costume and um, against once again against a black backdrop. So I'm taking some equipment with me, some equipment we're hiring there to get the right look. And um, and then we have a, a massive evening, which uh, the Mayor of Auckland is attending. Uh, wow. Some of the characters will be in costume appearing and the others will be in, in black tie and evening dress. So that will be, uh, there I'll be doing like capturing as it happens, so yeah, event style event photography, um, which I do a lot of in my everyday work. My bread and butter work is a lot of event photography. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you touched on briefly the equipment that you use. For all of those that are a bit of gearheads and love that kind of thing, yes. what do you normally shoot on for me? Do you have a, a standard camera that you normally go to? Yeah, yeah. But I've got a few cameras that I usually use. Um, they're actually getting quite old nowadays compared to what's out at the moment. But at $4,000 a camera, I'll <laughs> back. Or $5,000, I'll go up. Let's go up even higher. Um, so I've got a, a Nikon. I use all Nikon. Um, cameras, uh, which I started with uh, over 10 years now, so I need to stick with those because of the cost of lenses, etc. And I love it, I absolutely love them, I know them really, really well. So I have um, an 810, a D810, a D800, an old D700, which is I use as a backup, um, a couple of lenses, a couple of sorry, flash units, which I use, um, and then my major go to lens is um, a 24 to 70 zoom which i find for event photography is absolutely amazing i also use it at times in studio shoots depending and uh, i also use a 180 prime lens which is unbelievably brilliant for very close-up portraits i very very beautiful uh, images come out from that lens uh, i also have a um, just thinking what it is now. 
so much gear. You, I know, there's another portrait lens, which I can't remember what it is offhand, but it's a basic portrait lens, I can't remember what it is. I'm not really a tech head. So people say to me, what aperture, what shadow, what this, what that did you do? And I'm like, I have no idea. I just went with what looked beautiful. Yeah, and that's exactly it. And I'm pretty much an instinctive photographer, not a technical photographer. Mm. So um, you a lot of self-taught? Yes, uh, I did do a course. I did a, a, a year-long course with photography. Um, so I did get a certificate, blah, blah, blah. But um, I kind of ran ahead of the course mm. because the course was going too slow and it was too technical for me because I'm an artist. Yeah. So, so the technical stuff I found incredibly boring and I found I could take photos without all that. Um, so, yeah, so I just run with the instinct of what I think works. Um, I like to take my photos on the dark side mm. so that they're underexposed uh, and that allows me a lot of information if I need to lighten them to whatever degree. If you take photos overexposed, you cannot usually retrieve the information. There's information lost in the photo that you may never get back. So, um, yes, yeah, so all my raw photos are, are quite dark. Mm. And then I like to work from, so once again, that's that oil painting coming up because oil painting stuck to light. So, mm. <laughs> so as I'm kind of take photos like I paint. Yes. Of course. I've never thought about that before, but that's true. And yeah. do you have like a, a, a guiding like principle or that you stick to with photography or if there was say someone who was wanting to get into photography, you would say like some hot tips for them. What would... What would be your stance or perspective on that? Okay. Um, well, I think you have to be absolutely fearless. So if you want to get into photography, um, which I pretty you can do, mm. with very little background in it, <laughs> is um, if you really want to do it, then you need to just go out there and like do it, like take photos of all sorts of things, get to know your camera really well. Uh, you can do a course. But it's, there's nothing like just getting out there and shooting the photos. It's not like the old days where you have to worry about the cost of, you know, film and whatever. Just delete them if they're rubbish. You mm. know, don't be afraid. Um, I found that people I know that are interested in photography, my, my son included, he's uh, quite a good photographer, but he he's scared of doing a bad, they're scared of doing, like, you know, not very good photos. So don't be scared of whatever comes out. Because that's how you're going to learn how to, how to you know, adjust your settings, how to adjust. And don't be scared to take your settings to their limits uh, so that you obviously not if someone's playing. Yeah. But, but, you know, as, as in early days, like early and days. Experiment. Experiment. And I did a lot of the early days. You know, the first few years, most of what I did was um, free. Mm. So I would put on social media, you know, uh, who would like to have, you know, complimentary family shoot, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, then I would go and do the photos. And those people, some of those people that 10 years ago I did complimentary family shoots are still hiring me today to update the photos of their children, which is really lovely. Of course. Because yeah. I know that it is, I know a lot of people that, are, that love and want to get into photography just have no idea where to start. Yeah. But I think that's absolutely right. So just go out and start just taking out, those start photos. Taking photos. Everyone has even a phone that yeah, can, they can store them. So exactly. a lot of people might not know that even some of our videos that we did last year for Mira were shot on an iPhone. Yes. So it, it goes to show that you don't need You don't need all the anything expensive just to get equipment. Started. You don't need expensive equipment. I started with a... Um, a quite of an entry-level camera. Actually, there's a funny story. If I don't want to bore everybody, but it's quite a funny story. When I first started um, taking the photos, and I was showing, I worked part-time in a restaurant, 
I showed, you know, the chef and the owner of the restaurant the photos, which had got good feedback on social media and through friends and stuff. They loved the photos. And then um, the owner said something to me, which was probably the best thing anybody could have ever said. He said, you can't do anything with those photos. You know that they're not, they're not good for anything. And I said, what are, you, what are you talking about? And he said, oh, you need a real camera. And it's not just about going and getting a real camera. You need to know what you're doing. You're right. Thanks. And I said, thank you very much. Mm-mm. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what I said in my head. But um, so um, within a week, I bought, um, at that stage, it was a Nikon D3100, which was an entry-level DSLR. And I went out the next day down to the waterfront near where we live and started taking sunrise shots with that camera. No, I'd never touched a DSLR before. So that's what I'm saying. Like, whatever you're doing, whether it be a phone, an iPad, a pocket camera, whatever, just get out there and start doing it. And don't worry about the technicalities. I think that is a, a very common trait with people who are, who are in, involved in the arts is especially when someone tells you you can't do something or knocks you back, that it yeah. is almost filling up that meter if you want to prove them That's wrong. That's what I and, needed. And, and I, I still live off what he said. <laughs> Absolutely. It is what keeps us improving and, and, yeah. and proving to people that you are better than what some people might think or, yes. or think is possible. Or thought that what your potential was at, at that stage, that was the limit on what they thought you were capable of. Absolutely. So, I know yeah. that was something that, that Mira got at the start before we'd had yes. our first show. Whereas yes. there was a lot of hesitation as to if it was actually going to come about. And now yeah. here we are 18 months later taking the show internationally. And Yeah, and I remember Artie saying it's uh, if sometimes the, the, the knockers are the biggest driving force behind what you want to achieve. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But obviously with Mira coming up this year, um, will it? Will you be attending the show? I'm assuming you'll yeah. be capturing more, more photos of, of the night. Will you be bringing anyone else to the show okay. as well? Okay, well, um, we haven't actually talked about it in depth, but um, yes, I'll definitely be there at all of the shows taking photos. So we have a media wall, which we'll have a media wall this weekend as well. I've, I've seen the media, well, I haven't seen it in the flesh. I've seen a photo of it. Amazing. And that's similar to the one we had, a, the, a huge like yes. canvas. Yes, huge canvas. So people will stand in front of that and I'll take photos of them. Um, I'm taking my own that was, mobile studio. Just quickly, I know that was like one of the most hotly anticipated places at, at the show last year yes. was, was that media wall and getting a photo in front of it with the cast. So yes. I'm, I'm excited that we have another one of those. I know. So that's what we've got. And um, so that's going to happen this weekend to start with. And then that will be at the, all of the shows. So the six shows, I'll be doing event photography and doing the media wall. Um, we will be looking at having other photographers... Uh, to assist because it's going to be a lot of work to cover the production behind the stage, the production, and also cover the the crowd. Yeah, because you know, so I remember we had about three or four videographers just on, on the one that I was right. just capturing the vibe. That's so. right. Well, we had three photographers here on opening night. So there was um, my husband was there um, helping, and myself and um, Maria. So yeah. it was it was really good, and um, and we got enough to cover everything. So I'd say you know we probably need to, we'd probably need to at least two more photographers um, to position because once somebody's backstage you can't run backwards and forwards which mm -hmm. you understand and you know um, is one way street with theatre so once you're out the front you're out the front and once you're behind <laughs> you don't go out the front and you won't get back in until the wheels stop rolling <laughs> until the wheels the stop over. rolling exactly <laughs> so you know there needs to be somebody placed in different positions to cover that. 
but um, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, but no, we'll be getting someone from over there. Of course. Now, yeah. with all of the photos that you've taken over mm -hmm. the last 18 months or so, mm. is there one shot that you that sticks out in your brain is just your, your favourite photo that you've taken for Mira? There's some in, the, some in the computer that I haven't even edited yet that I love. Um, there's so many photos. Um, currently, uh, the photo, I think, for me personally, the photo of Artie, um, the solo shot where I've, it's quite heavily photoshopped in terms of backdrop, background and colour and everything, but it's, it's quite reddish. And um, that was originally taken in um, a forest over, over near the ocean. So, and then it was put in the scene with, uh, actually has Mira's palace, the, the original Mirabelle's palace is superimposed in it. And um, uh, what else is in it? I think there's fabric. Yeah, it's like here. that tingy red yeah, you there's, want, there's, the deep red. Yes, there's yeah. fabric from costumes from the previous Mira, which I took for some fabric of those and put them in it and um, just kind of gave that. She, she just had this intense look, which I really loved. And I also loved the one of the first ones, which I think why I picked it was the desert scene with the with her hair and she's a little bit crazy like yeah that's one of my favorites but it's it's the expressions it's not not what I've done with her I love uh, the expression and then I, that's what I like to work with yeah I agree and yeah. for anyone who is listening to this on YouTube we will definitely be popping those pictures in so you can actually see them along with our description as well because they are just photos that can't be missed there so thank amazing. you george that's lovely but i must say thank you so much for your time today it has been thank so you. great to, to hear your story and your perspective and your involvement from mira right from the very start it's you're one of our og original <laughs> team mirrors and we <laughs> are so amazing. blessed it's been it's amazing to be able to be involved with everybody and um it's like a family it's it's really like a family and and yeah i just love everybody it's fantastic we are, it's and really we, fun. we can't wait for you to capture it and tell more of these amazing stories from the team. But you can catch all of Helen's work. The best place to catch it is on our social media profiles. Mm. You head to our Facebook or Instagram, it's under Mirror the Production. Um, or, of course, you can head to our website as well, which is just under wilddreamerproductions.com. And you can see all of Helen's amazing photos and everything else that the team has been up to. And not to forget that we have our tickets available now. They're actually on an early discount um, for any early bird special um, people who would like to jump on that. Um, we have tickets available for the upcoming show at the end of this May and June at ASB Waterfront Theatre in Auckland. So, Ellen, once again, thank you. Thank you so much, George. Time. Thank you, and bye, everybody. Have a wonderful day. All right, thank you so much, Ellen. Talk to you soon. Bye.